The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. Welcome, everyone. My name is Shelley Kurth, and I'm here with my colleague, Dr. Nicola Cece. And today we're going to be talking to you about how to stay sane in these unprecedented times of parenting. We've been teachers, we've been leaders, we've been homeschooling parents, and we are here with a few tips and tricks to just help you feel a little more sane and for it to go just a little more smoothly. If you want any more resources about the sessions that we're talking about, you can always um, find some more information on our website at thriveps.org. Um, today, we're going to be talking about mindset. Uh, we're going to be talking about the things that we can do to pre- best prepare our kiddos to be in a growth mindset, a learning mindset. Um, we're going to be talking about the, the way that this mindset builds resilience and persistence. And, you know, our ultimate goal is that our children are resilient and they are persistent and ultimately that they are a productive member of society. We're trying to grow adults, right? So hopefully today we're going to be talking a little bit about our own mindsets and then also launching into how as parents we get to influence the mindsets of our kids. I do want to pause though for a moment of reality. Um, We all have some really big feelings about the way things are happening in the world. You know, world events, uh, remote learning, whether schools are open or schools are shutting down, all of these feelings are valid and they are real. They are feelings, whatever we're feeling. Our best and brightest hope for you and for your kiddos and for this work today is that we can acknowledge the feelings but also have a positive learning mindset. So with this session, we hope to inspire that growth mindset in all of us kids and adults. So what do we mean by growth mindset, right? Maybe you've heard the term before. It certainly has been a buzzword in education lately. And that is because growth mindset refers to the idea that if you work hard, you will become better at something. The reason that matters is because research has shown that kids who have a fixed mindset, sort of the opposite of a growth mindset, they usually don't successfully complete college. They struggle in school. They easily give up. And so having a growth mindset means that you believe that if you work hard at something, you get better. Now, growth mindsets are really common when we think about sports or musical talents, right? We know that if you just keep practicing doing those push-ups, you will become better and stronger. Or if you keep practicing the piano, eventually you'll get better at it. But most people don't hold that same belief when it comes to academics. As a matter of fact, a lot of kids out there think that you're either good at school or you're bad at school. You're either smart or you're not. And kids talk about like, well, I just, I'm not good at math. Math, just like music, just like sports, depends on practicing. And that practice might not make you perfect, but it certainly will make you a lot better. And so in order for your kids to be successful, both short-term and long-term, it's really important to believe and hold as true that practice does have an impact and make you better. Whereas a belief that you're either smart or you're not, what happens with children who believe, I'm smart? Let's even hold that, right? Your kid has high self-esteem, I'm smart. Well, when they come against a problem that they can't solve, they will all of a sudden draw into question, well, maybe I'm not smart. Or maybe I've just duped people my whole life. Maybe I'm actually not good at this thing called school. 
And that is a really dangerous thing for kids to hold as true. So let's talk about what you can do as a parent to shift that belief. Number one, you can stay positive. And I know this is hard. I have found myself saying as a parent, like, I'm just not good at math or man, like languages are not my thing or I just can't bake. We'll shift that for your kid because what you want to model is, you know what? I think if I practiced baking more, I'd probably become a lot better. Or you know what? Math is really hard for me, but I know that if I take some dedicated time and work hard on it, I know I can do it or I know I can get better. Or if I just studied languages more or practiced more often, I could probably get pretty good at it. Holding that kind of language at the forefront is really helpful to your kids as well and will help them develop a flexible mindset. So that, you know, I don't want you to be unrealistic and say like, I can do anything. Because you know what? Some things are really hard and take a lot of practice. But I think it's important to point out when your kid is doing something and they're getting better at it. For example, um, with my son, we recently talked about the fact that He can now blend sounds to make words. And we often reflect on like, gosh, remember when that was really hard? Remember when you had a hard time even thinking about all the different sounds that make up words? And now you're reading. Isn't that great? Keeping track of sort of paths forward and how your kids have grown helps them see and understand that they are growing. Their brain is growing and things are getting better. Even if reading is still hard for him, he can now see that like, gosh, he worked really hard at something. He is getting better at it. Another important thing that you can do is add the word yet to your vocabulary. Here's why I mean that that is such an important word. Instead of saying, I am not good at math, you could say, I'm not good at that yet. Or even better, I'm really working hard and I can't do it yet, but I'm going to keep practicing, right? Like you're not terrible at math. Maybe you're just not good at it yet. And what are some things that you could become better? When you add that word yet to your vocabulary, it holds the possibility that there are things you can do to become better. And why not ask your kid, well, what do you think you could do to become better, right? I, I'm i not the best baker yet, but there's things that I could do to become better. For one, maybe bake more. I know my kid would like me baking more. Um, <laughs> that could be fun. So also show kids that, you know, as they're working hard on things, they are becoming better. Keep track of the growth that you have made. One easy way to do that is by setting some SMART goals. Remember, SMART goals are the ones that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. Holding those sort of goals that you can actually measure lets you look back and say, gosh, When we started doing this work, you could only do one push-up. But look at you now, you've just done 10. Or remember when reading one word and blending was really hard. Look, you've just read a whole page. So setting those specific goals can be really helpful. And again, avoid labeling things as good or bad. You're not good at something or bad at something. Maybe you just haven't practiced enough. Or maybe you just haven't found the right passion or the right strategy to do it better. So Carol Dweck said something beautiful. And again, Carol Dweck uh, wrote a great book around about growth mindset. And she said, if parents want to give their children a gift, the best thing they can do is to teach their children to love challenges, be intrigued by mistakes, 
enjoy efforts, and keep learning. So the biggest gift you can give your kid is to help them enjoy to learn something new, to realize that when they're working hard, they're growing that brain. What if all of us, you know, have those exercise moment where in the moment it's so hard, but we know we're getting better and stronger. That's the mindset that we need to have around academic learning, similarly to what we hold true for athletics or for musical talents. Shelly's got some more tips and some more strategies for you. So Shelly, I can't wait to hear what you have for us. Well, you know, you the way you said it, it sounds really easy, right? Like, yeah, growth mindset. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow my brain. But it is really hard. Um, and we know that. As adults, we're trying to change our mindsets all the time. Think positively. Um, so, you know, how do we get there? How do we spur or inspire ourselves to and our kids to uh, change to a growth mindset or to grow our brains towards optimal learning? Well, the first thing I think you can do, and I did as a teacher and as a parent, is teach your child how the brain works. And I think, I know you're thinking like, what? Like, I'm not a neuroscientist, but there's a lot of resources that can help you. According to Dr. Dan Siegel, we've talked about him a lot here. Um, He wrote this book called The Whole Brain Child. He said that kids start to develop a growth mindset just from learning about how their brain works and grows. So once kids actually understand that the brain actually physically grows connections as they practice and learn new skills and concepts, they get really excited about the learning process and they feel a little bit less worried about making mistakes because they realize, oh, when I make a mistake, I'm growing my brain. And it stops being about being perfect and more about the learning. So just merely talking about how the brain works. Um, if you have a little child, there's this book called Your Fantastic Elastic Brain. Uh, Stretch It and Shape It. by It's by Joanne Deek, I think is how you say her name. She talks about like the more you use your brain, the more brain you have to use. That's her her idea. And wow, what a big concept for kids. Like you can grow your brain by doing certain things. Talking with your kiddo about it and showing them and practicing together, um, modeling together some of those strategies will be really helpful. Um, I also, as an adult, have read The Whole Brain Child. Um, It also comes with that workbook. And that, again, that's by Dan Siegel. It really gives an idea about how the brain works, but it's written for people like me, who, you know, I like to read, but I don't necessarily, I'm not going to be a brain surgeon. So it really gives you that full, that glimpse inside the things that we can do with our kids to help them grow their whole brains. The second thing is to tell your children about the different kind of mindsets. So name them. You've told them how to grow their brain and how, how incredible their, their brain is, that it can grow and change over time. But now you're going to tell them and call out the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. You can do this really early. In fact, um, there is a lot of videos out on YouTube or whatever platform that you like to to look at videos on. If you just type in growth mindset, um, there's a lot of really great ones. I like um, one of them that is by Class Dojo. Um, Really has a great explanation and sort of fun for littler elementary age kids that talk about it. But there's a plethora of books out there too. 
One is called Making a Splash. It really shows the difference in mindsets between two kids that are learning to swim, one with a growth mindset and one with a fixed mindset, and the difference in their journeys. So you can read it, you can talk about it, and then you can call it out in your day-to-day living together. You know, call out when you see a fixed mindset, when you see a growth mindset, and then changing your language like Nicole was talking about. So even if you blow it and you say something that has a really fixed mindset, to change it. And you can laugh about it with your kids. Believe me, once they understand the difference between growth and fixed mindset, they'll call you out on it. You know, we're silly humans. We're always learning together. Um, And believe me, if you are interested in this, Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, is wonderful. Uh, It's really inspirational for adults, for parents, for workers, for anybody who's really trying to improve their lives. The third tip is discuss negative and positive self-talk. So I call that person my inner critic. It's that person in my, that little voice inside my head that might say, ugh, you really did it again, or ugh, you blew it, you're really not smart at this, or everyone's better than you. That little inner critic, most of us have that, and most of us are working on canceling that critic out. So Talk to your kid about that inner critic too. Tell them that that inner voice is sometimes tells them things that aren't helpful and frankly, sometimes tells them things that are wrong. Teach them to challenge those negative thoughts. Talk back to that inner critic um, and, and tell yourself that, you know, these are the things that you do wrong are just a path to success. So having a conversation with your inner critic that teaches that inner critic how to have a more growth mindset. Um, it's good. I'm not, inst- instead of saying I'm not good at science, you're going to say I'm going to train my brain in science. Again, we're just tweaking the way that we're talking to ourselves and talking to others, but calling it out and letting them know that it's normal and that we have, we have some control over it. The fourth piece and last piece of advice is to praise their efforts and not their results. And I know Nicole did touch on this, but I can't say enough how important it is when you notice effort or persistence, goal setting, learning from mistakes. When you watch this happening, when you see your kiddo creatively solving a problem, acknowledge it with with kind words. We often will wait to celebrate until the big success happens, but these are all part of success. You're building that resilience. You're building that persistence by praising and acknowledging the effort. And this isn't just good for kids who are in the struggle. This is actually really important for kids who everything comes easy to them. Because as soon as they hit that wall of hardship, they'll shut down. They, they might shut down. But if you all along remember to praise effort, they'll realize, we'll all start to realize that the effort is where the learning comes in and that there's a lot of celebration in the effort. Nicole, you want to take us on home? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to end on one important note, and that is the importance of struggle and mistakes, right? Ultimately, that's what this comes down to. It's pushing through when things get hard. And mistakes are hard even for adults. So often we don't celebrate the sort of big failures or the little failures, the little struggles in our lives because we've been conditioned not to, right? Like it's all about success. But the truth is we learn more in difficult moments than we do in those moments that are easy. So allowing your child to fail, allowing your child to make mistakes is really important. Uh, 
in our house, my son was actually really nervous about making mistakes. So we actually created a jar uh, of cotton balls every time he made a mistake and we would celebrate it. And there was a reward at the end when we made so many mistakes and had something new to learn. He needed that in order to not feel bad. He was very self-critical of sort of like, oh, I messed up. So we now uh, celebrate that. I worked at a job actually where uh, big blunders, right? Big mistakes were celebrated with a golden plunger, right? Like we need to celebrate mistakes as a society, but even more so with our kids. So find those moments where something goes wrong, celebrate them and, uh, you know, remind yourself like, I am learning, like, gosh, I messed up. It didn't work out. I am learning. And last but not least, um, it was Dewey who said that, uh, you know, learning doesn't just come from, from doing. Learning comes from reflecting. So take a moment throughout the day and just have a conversation with your kid. What was hard today? Um, what was a moment where you wanted to give up and you pushed through? Uh, and sharing your own mistakes, right? Your own vulnerability, uh, those own courageous moments where you're not perfect to show your kid that it's okay. Uh, let your hair down. We know you're doing your best. We appreciate you tuning in and watching us. Uh, again, leave your questions and comments down in the comment section. And we'll be back next time with some more tips and tricks to help your kid thrive and keep you just a little bit saner. Thanks for joining us today. Bye.